Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to The Shit Show. Kia ora everyone, Luce here. It has been a hot minute since I've been in your ears and to be honest, I really miss it. I really, really miss the podcast. I love doing it, I love talking to you guys and I like making sense of the world through this random little microphone and with Ruby and Liv. Unfortunately, we can't do that at this point in time. Fingers crossed that we will be able to again very soon. But I've decided that, fuck it, I'm just gonna re-upload some of my favorite conversations because our audience has grown a lot since we started the podcast and I want you all to be able to hear them. And to be honest, it just makes me feel like I'm doing the podcast again, which I really, really, really fucking hope I am soon. But this is just, you know, current Lucy here to tell you that I love you all. Thank you for listening. And yes, I'm going to be re-sharing some of my favorite conversations or episodes. So definitely, definitely listen to them, re-listen to them if you have already heard them because, you know, that's mean for the ratings. And uh, subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a bit of a review or a rating and I will see you or you will hear me hopefully pretty soon. Love you. Bye for now. Kia ora everyone! Kia ora! Welcome to another episode. Today we're talking about something very exciting, aren't we Rubes? Yes! Oxford Dictionary named it as one of the most popular words of 2018. Gaslighting. Actually, I don't think it was. I think you're going fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't even think that word exists. I don't know if you're catching on to this really bad joke that we're making, <laughs> but that was a classic example. I just gaslit Ruby, or gaslighted Ruby, whatever we're calling it, live on pod. And that's on gaslighting. <laughs> it's actually no laughing matter, which we're going to find out very yeah. soon. It's a pretty problematic thing. But Luce and I have recently got into a really bad habit of whipping out, you're gaslighting me, for every scenario under the sun. And we started to actually confuse what the definition was to ourselves. And to everyone around us. We yeah. would throw the word gaslighting around like it was going out of fashion. Oh my, and when somebody would lie or like, you know, play a prank on us, we'd be like, you're gaslighting me. Stop gaslighting me. Someone says, like, oh my God, I hate your top. Nah, just kidding, gaslighting you. <laughs> gaslighting you, I love it. We used it so liberally and we thought, actually, no, this is a really serious fucking topic. Yeah. So we're going to bring it to the podcast. We're going to explain it to you guys. We're going to re-explain it to us. Yep. And by recording this episode, we should make a pledge to ourselves. We can no longer use it in the incorrect terms. So here's the story, folks. So, Luce, do you want to give me a bit of a definition on what the fuck gaslighting probably is? Because for all of our listeners right now, they're probably thinking, what the fuck is this? Yes, I would love to give a definition because I need to retrain my brain to remember mm. it. So gaslighting is a form of psychological manipulation where a person or group manipulates someone's perception of reality, making them question their memory, 
judgment or perception. So basically, it's one person making another person think or believe that they're crazy. Mm. So think about the movie The Girl on the Train. Yeah, that is like the perfect idea of gaslighting. So I think the easiest way to truly describe gaslighting is to go back to the origins of it. So the term came to be through the 1938 British play Gaslight, which was then adapted into the more popular movies called Gaslight as well in 1940 and 1944. So in the play and then the subsequent films, an emotionally abusive husband attempts to convince his wife that she's insane by manipulating small elements of their environment, like slowly dimming the gaslights in their house. And then when she points out that she thinks that the lights are getting dimmer, he says that she's mistaken, she's delusional, she's Mm. going crazy. Mm -hmm. So like every day he'll be changing certain things in the house and then when she notices them, he'll be like, "Mm, no, nothing's changing, it's all you. So he acts like nothing's changed, so that his wife starts doubting her perceptions of reality. When she continues to ask about the lights, he tells her she's going insane and his plan is to have her committed to a mental institution so that he can have access to all of her belongings. Gaslighting has become a really fucking pervasive phenomenon, and I do want to go a bit further into how it works, because it is playing out in our real lives every day. Yeah, and in every sphere, I think, of the world, you know, in politics, also in just, like, our day-to-day mundane, like, relationships. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. So I don't want to train anyone in gaslighting, but I think that we should go a little bit into how it works just so that we can all be a bit more aware of the things around us that could be gaslighting us or the people. Mm. When it comes to gaslighting, there is a perpetrator or abuser and a victim. So there are two main things at play. Gaslighting first depends on convincing a victim that their thinking is warped, wrong or insane. And then second the abuser then goes to convince them that their ideas are the correct and the true ones. Mm. So not only are they questioning everything about them and what they know to be true, they are then being convinced that, oh, actually what this person's telling me is the truth. Mm. And it often comes into play when there's an like unbalanced power dynamic, right? Exactly. Yeah. So then this obviously leads the victim to having low self-esteem, low trust in their own judgments, low confidence and then it can lead to anxiety depression and in really extreme cases psychosis because the person that's been gaslighted has had their reality warped so much that they can't trust anything anymore Mm. or they feel like they can't yeah gaslighting can also result in what's been called the illusory truth effect which is where the victim has heard the gaslighter's ideas so often that they believe that this false reality is completely true so it can be taken really, really far, or it can just be mundane things like you're going to get into later. The man of the toupee. I don't wear a toupee. I know you're going to go further into different types of gaslighting and how we're seeing it in today's world, mm-hmm. but I think it's probably useful just for me to give a really quick definition to a few of the other types of gaslighting. So you heard me talk about it in relationships a little bit when I was describing the movie and how it can play out in everyday relationships. There's also, and what we're seeing a lot of talk about right now, is racial gaslighting. This is when people of colour share their experience with racism or confront someone about their racist behaviour 
And then the perpetrator questions the victim's experience. So they say, you know, it was just a joke what I said, or calm down, racism doesn't exist anymore, why do you always make it about race? So the person of colour now questions what they were feeling and their reality and their memory. They question their whole experience, really. So racist gaslighting is something that we are seeing so much these days, especially with the surgence of Black Lives Matter. And it's fucking disgusting. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's awful. Then we have gaslighting in the justice system, which is something that we see mostly from people in power to victims. So this can be like police officers or people even higher up in the justice system. It's helpful to think about the Netflix show Unbelievable, where for those who don't know, the main character was forced to keep repeating her story about being raped again and again, and she was questioned so forcefully and with such disbelief from the people that were questioning her that she started to believe that maybe it wasn't true or maybe she was, wasn't within her rights to be taking this to the courts. Her self-esteem got so low that she didn't have the confidence to fight as hard as she had every right to for her own story anymore. And so gaslighting in the justice system is very prevalent. Yeah, and I think we see that a lot also with, say, the Harvey Weinstein case when these women came forward and it was so tricky because their professional and their personal relationships were so intertwined that I think Harvey really played on that and made these women come across crazy and also attention-seeking as if he didn't do anything. These women were just trying to further their careers by trying to bring him down. Mm -hmm. And then when the woman would be forced to go in front of the media and the media would be kind of going, well, did this happen or did this not? Were you just friends? And then if the woman started thinking, maybe we were just friends and maybe this was an okay relationship, that's gaslighting. So yes, it does happen in the justice system a lot. And then it also happens in politics. So political gaslighting is pretty much everywhere in America right now. Maybe it's someone calling something fake news over and over again, even though the news is not fake, it's legitimate news, so then people are confused or exhausted or they're having to put their energy into figuring out whether real news is fake, even though that's just because a seed's been planted that maybe it will be fake, you know? But it is basically, you know, planting those seeds of confusion where they didn't need to be, just so people are thinking about something else. And then maybe it's saying that you never said or did something, even though it's been caught on camera. You keep denying it, even though there is proof. And so you're creating this confusion again and causing people to second guess what they saw or what they heard when, mm-hmm. it, when it's there. So it's basically, especially in politics, it's a gradual wearing down over time, like we heard when I first described what gaslighting was. It's a lie here or a lie there, and then it's been described as the frog in the frying pan analogy. Have you ever heard this analogy? No. So it's where a frog is in a frying pan and the frying pan is being turned up so slowly that the frog never realises that it's being cooked. Ooh. So it's like constituents, i.e., I don't know, maybe Trump supporters, they don't even realise that being they're being fucked over because it's happening so gradually or so here or there that it just feels like the norm. This feels like their new reality. All these lies, all this quote-unquote fake news, it feels like reality, but it's not. Mm. 
So yeah, I know it sounds a little bit confusing. Hopefully we can get more to the bottom of it by using some real life examples as Ruby's about to point out for us. Yeah, well, I really want to go a bit further into Donald Trump's examples of gaslighting, which you kind of touched on there, Luce, Mm -hmm. but let's dig a little bit deeper. So I think gaslighting has really permeated the public consciousness since Donald Trump has come into office. And that is because America and the world has been completely gaslighted by Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. And these instances of gaslighting are not subtle at all, which often gaslighting is. His instead are blatant and often unmistakable. Mm -hmm. So Lauren Duca wrote for Teen Vogue, Trump won the presidency by gaslight. His rise to power has awakened a force of bigotry by condoning and encouraging hatred, but also by normalizing deception. Yes. Yeah. Normalizing deception is like a synonym for gaslighting. Exactly. So, I mean, think about it. Throughout Trump's entire presidency, he has done and said things that no president could have ever gotten away with, but It is consistently brushed off by his team and his supporters to make the left look consistently biased or PC crazy and as if the left is going to take issue with everything the president ever says simply for the sake of it. Oh my God, yes. Anyone who isn't supportive of Trump, we're being undermined by Trump's team that we're not actually right in thinking this. We're just hating on him for the sake of it. Exactly. He's spouting all of this bullshit. And then when the left are saying, no, actually, here's some proper policy ideas, the left are being made to feel crazy or look crazy in comparison to Trump. Exactly. And I mean, we have every right to take issue with what he says, because usually what he's saying is false or blatantly racist or sexist. But I mean, his famed slogan, fake news, is literally rooted in Mm -hmm. gaslighting. He's gaslighting the nation to undermine these opinions against him as if they are crazy. Exactly. As if they are false, as if anyone who believes them are wrong and insane. And how could people think this? So an example of Trump gaslighting is him constantly undermining the press. So for example, he tweeted about the New York Times. He said, how bad is the New York Times? The most inaccurate coverage constantly. Always trying to belittle. Paper has lost its way. So the New York Times is a very well-established, extremely credible news agency. And the media literally exists to check the power of the government to hold them accountable. However, because Trump doesn't like what the New York Times is saying, he is attempting to delegitimize them and invalidate their writing. He's sowing those seeds of doubt, which is in the very definition of gaslighting. Exactly. And then, of course, we cannot forget when he suggested that coronavirus patients inject themselves with disinfectant, a potentially lethal idea, and then yet when called out on this, him and his team dismissed this as sarcasm. He gaslighted people to say anyone who took his suggestion seriously that they have no sense of humour. So... Oh my god, and anyone that follows New Zealand politics, Judith Collins just did the same thing when she said, um, I was obviously joking, anytime I raise my eyebrows I'm obviously joking. Yeah, that's... Fucking gaslighting. 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 Mm-hmm. 
Basically, the consequence of Trump's gaslighting is that we've normalized it. It's become normalized within the media. We've become so numb to it that he's able to get away with a lot that no other president or person of power would be able to get away with. He's created this new low standard where it seems pointless to call out the shit that he says because even when it's proven false... It doesn't matter. He still upholds it. It makes you think you're crazy for saying anything otherwise. Exactly. So that is Trump's gaslighting for you. You are fake news. And then I'm really interested to know, Rubes, how did you first hear about gaslighting? I, I first heard about gaslighting when I was reading an article about a Love Island episode. And it was calling out a lot of the men for gaslighting the woman on the show. And I think... That is probably the most common form of gaslighting that we are confronted with in in our everyday lives. But I think it's also been really normalized through reality TV that we watch. Mm -hmm. Um, An example of this with Love Island would be how males actively flirt and get to know other women and, you know, not putting their eggs in one basket as they would say, but then when the girl he's coupled up with gets upset that he's talking to other girls, he would tell her that she's overreacting or being crazy and that it makes him feel shit that she doesn't trust him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also can be way more subtle than this. Sometimes gaslighters don't even realise that they're being manipulative. It's just something that they have learnt or, you know... Yeah, you can do it consciously or you can do it subconsciously. Exactly. And like we said before, it's that unequal power dynamic. How did you learn what gaslighting meant, Luth? Honestly, I saw the word gaslighting around so much and I really avoided figuring out what it meant. I thought it was going to be something really confusing, this term that all the smart people were using and and that didn't really apply to me. But then when I looked it up, I was like, holy shit, I've seen this happen in relationships. We see Donald Trump do it. And so then I thought what might be useful for us to round out this episode Mm. is to give some of the signs to look for in case you are being gaslighted or gaslit. No longer feeling like the person you used to be. Being more anxious and less confident than you used to be. Often wondering if you're being too sensitive. I think that's a big one. Yeah, that is a big one. Someone else has done something to make you upset and then you're thinking, oh, I'm just too sensitive. It's a huge one. Feeling like everything you do is wrong, apologizing too often, always thinking that it's your fault when things do go wrong, making excuses for your partner or someone else's behavior, avoiding giving information to friends or family to avoid confrontation about your partner, finding it increasingly hard to make decisions, and then obviously, you know, low self-esteem, low confidence in what you're thinking, and generally being made to feel like your perception of reality is wrong. Mm. If any of these do kind of ring true in your relationships, even a couple, I mean, I think it's a really good thing to be aware of and to kind of look into a bit further. Because at the end of the day, it's just a form of manipulation and a lot of people don't know they're doing it. You can get, you know, counselling and things for it. There are ways through it. Or just be aware of it so that you can cut off that toxic gaslighter in your life. Yeah, basically. So it really is all over, all ends of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. It can be really, really harmful Mm -hmm. and it can be detrimental to a country, to a nation, which is fucked up. And then it also can be much more subtle and mundane and just wrapped into your everyday life. 
which is definitely why we're glad we did this episode so that everyone is just more cognizant of what gaslighting means. It's not a term to be afraid of using, but it's probably one that, like we said earlier, we need to be using correctly because it can be very powerful. Yeah. How fucking hypocritical of us. Uh, literally. Thank God we've educated ourselves. I know. And hopefully you guys learned something too. Thank you so much for listening today. As always, you can find us on Instagram at shityoushouldcareabout or at the shit show with heaps of underscores. Our website, shityoushouldcareabout.com and our Facebook group, the Shit You Should Care About Squad. Please do leave us a nice review or, you know, five stars if you want to. We will catch you next episode. Bye. Bye. 8 Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.